maybe we can, you know, figure out some way to make like a can cracking musical to play on our breaks. Yep. Until then, I'll just do it myself. We are going again. <laughs> we are going. We are excited to be back here. It's so basically excited. been an entire year since Lindsay and I last recorded a podcast together. Yeah, more or less. Um, and so I think we are going to reintroduce ourselves and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're going to reintroduce this podcast because we have kind of spun out from Ale of a Time. Mm-hmm. We've got our own title, we've got mm-hmm. our own Instagram. Big news, big news. This is big news. Massive news. It took us an entire year to come up with a name did. that we came up with in the last week and uh, <laughs> it's the first time we were happy with one. So Yeah, and we're thrilled and we're, we're running rolling with, with it. it. Yeah. So welcome to Crack the Ceiling Podcast. <laughs> we still we screwed this up again. I know. Didn't have a can to crack open. <laughs> we just talked about this on our... We've already <laughs> cracked some cans. Yeah. That's okay. Hmm. Anyway, anyway, so crack the ceiling podcast. Cra- yeah, crack the ceiling. We are at crack the ceiling podcast on Instagram, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you can find us there. Um, so, but because it's been a whole year, I realized that maybe not everybody out there knows who we are. Yeah, exactly. So, Lindsay, tell tell us about yourself. What are what do you do? Who are you? Uh, my name's Lindsay Gregg. I am a beer nerd. Um, I am a certified Cicerone and an assistant brewer at Stomping Ground Brewing Company. Um, I've been in the beer industry for a very long time, but not always full-time. I've been full-time just working for breweries for the past six years um, in the United States and here in Australia. Um, That's me, Tiffany. Love it. Thanks. So I'm Tiff Waldron. I've been working in beer in Australia for about a decade, maybe a little more. Mm. Not even sure anymore. Uh, so I've been doing a little bit of everything from beer education. I used to own a bar and some marketing, and I'm also a certified Cicerone. So we're going to take that qualification and we are going to lord it over Luke and Dave because we often like to, mm-hmm. that we have at least some accreditation to say, hey guys, we know a little about beer. I know some about beer. A little bit. Um, you know, Tiff, I don't know if I've ever told you about this, Tiff, but um, before I moved to Australia, I stalked you. <laughs> Oh. At Beer oh, Girl Bites. That's weird. <laughs> well, I found you on the Cicerone website because I hadn't taken my certified Cicerone yet. And so I wanted to see who were the certified Cicerones in Melbourne, <laughs> <laughs> who was my competition. Um, and I found you. I found Becky as well. And I was yeah. I started following you on Instagram back then before I even knew you. And now we're friends. And now we're friends. <laughs> I'm friends with my celebrity crush. I'm not mad. It's so good. Um, anyways, just a fun share bit, tidbit. All right. That so- wasn't a tangent. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so if you are wondering, how did we come up with the name Crack the Ceiling? Yes, Tiff. How did we come up with the name Crack the Ceiling? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about this a lot, actually, mm-hmm. for a long time. So I think this is something that's really close to Lindsay and I. So we're kind of rolling with this. So, you know, we talk a lot about breaking the glass ceiling and it's starting to become really a lot more important in the beer industry to start to break the glass ceiling for women especially right now and that's just because that's our own personal 
experience our own personal privilege to yeah. say just as women we'd like to crack that glass ceiling yeah. wide open so it was kind of this whole like cracking open a beer can like cracking the ceiling open ha 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 <laughs> we're kind of rolling with that but it's like i don't know for me it's like when you crack open a can of beer and it's like as soon as you crack you can start to smell the hops like in a mm. triple dry hopped ipa and you start to get you can smell it before you even get there before you even pour it into the glass and For it's me, the sound it's just, as well, yeah, the, the auditory sound, the feeling. Mm, it's an auditory trigger. You're like, ooh. I love it. So I think uh, that's kind of where, that's cracked the ceiling. So we are going to be probably changing the, the conversation just slightly. Yeah. And we bit. are going to talk about things that we feel no one's talking about, not loudly anyway. Yeah. Some of the conversations that we feel need to be had. And obviously we welcome conversation from Everyone out there is listening to us as well. So again, Crack the Ceiling podcast. Mm-hmm. Find us on there. Have the con- We're here to have the conversations that we're having in our own lives, in our own groups, with our own colleagues, yeah. with people like us, and start to share those conversations out. But still keeping with talking to the other people in the industry. So not the owners and the brewers, but actually talking to... The bartenders, yep. the sales reps, the, the people who are just working their asses off um doing things in beer packaging people shit yeah let's talk to the people who spend eight hours a day on a pack line um they're just as important as anyone else anyone who's pursuing this with like passion and drive and like has something to say i want to fucking hear you guys say it yep that's our thing we want to have conversations yeah 100%. 100%. So we're going to stick with that. We're So, you know, we're shifting that conversation. It is going to be a little bit more pointedly maybe confronting for some people. Uh, yep. And I'm totally okay with that. And we're still going to get weird and talk beer. And we're definitely keeping the blind tasting. We're keeping the blind tasting just because Tiff is insanely good at it. <laughs> I'm just really... I'm ridiculously good at it. I think one thing you've pointed out, though, is like... It's just a really good way for us to remember that we do know a lot about beer. Yeah. And it's a good, it's doing a blind tasting as well. And for those of you at home who are trying to develop your palate, that is the best way to develop your palate. Do a blind tasting and a black glass so you can't even see the color and have any preconceived notions going into it and just kind of figure the beer out. Like that's the only way to really, really, really dive into a beer, I think. Yeah. So I... That that's a shtick. It's that's fun. Shtick. I really fun. like it. I really like it. So you know, we're here for the banter. We're here for some confronting conversations, and mm-hmm. we're definitely here for the shtick. Yeah, yeah. So so, yeah. Lindsay, so. what have you been up to in the last since the last time we talked to you, which was yeah. the live recording at the Catfish? Yep. With uh, the Ale of a Time family. Yep. So full time brewer uh, at Stomping Ground. Um, but I did break my hand. So I've been doing heaps of other things since um, you can't really do much with a one handed brewer. There's a lot of weight loading and stuff that I wasn't haven't been able to do the past almost eight weeks now. Uh, but I've got to do other things. I've got to help out the other Lindsay in our sensory program. And I've learned a bit more about yeast and repitching and um, testing our yeast strains as well and that kind of stuff, lab stuff. 
Um, I've also been writing SOPs and uh, a little bit of HR as well. So Ooh, what's thank an you, SOP, Roxy. Lindsay? SOP is a standard operating procedure. Ooh, I like it. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's, I make it sound a lot better than what it might actually well, be. what a fun way to become such a well-rounded employee. So well-rounded. Technical jargon. Um, it just took a little broken hand for that. It just took a broken hand. And for a while, I was just one hand typing as well, which is the worst new thing. Uh, yeah, which you know very I know. well. <laughs> I broke my hand last year. Yeah. About the same time <laughs> it's a thing was it the same hand as well was it your left hand yep sure was oh i broke but my I right broke. hand i just forgot which hand i broke <laughs> <laughs> classic classic Lindsay. The swan classic yeah sorry yeah um tiff what have you been up to oh uh, honestly a lot of work mm-hmm. so i've moved into a real straight marketing role so you know agency briefing and writing content and edms and some of the less fun stuff, not getting to talk about beer as much, but I'm learning a lot about gin. Yep. So. And you're still with the company Craft Instinct? No. Fuck. Mighty Craft. Mighty Craft. Although, shout out to Craft Instinct, because I do Craft get Instinct. to work with Jessie at Craft Instinct, and she's pretty awesome. She's got a really rad design agency, yes. but it's, you know, female owned, and they're also really, really great at craft, like, just working with craft beer. Yes. So good. So that was word splurge for me sorry i love it um no, no, it's all good but you craft. know yeah so <laughs> i do work with mighty craft and but it just means i've been looking elsewhere to talk about beer so i hosted the master classes at the beer fest in melbourne which was so fun it was just a full day of every so, hour on the hour just just beer you know talking to people about beer and people then were so keen as well because that was kind of the first big it beer was. festival that we had Man, in melbourne to be back at yeah, beer festival it's fucking brilliant but people in that festival were like just really thrilled everybody was just really excited to be there <laughs> just it was good to catch up with everyone so happy yeah, yeah it was great so good it mm. was very good fun and you know we've got Got another one in Melbourne coming up next weekend. So yep. from when we're recording right now, we've got Brewers Feast coming up. And then we yep. pretty much roll into Gabs and Good Beer Week. 100%. And it is, it's like, it is, we have just gone from zero to a hundred. Yeah. I'm not it's, mad. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're still Pink Boots Australia president. Yeah. Prezi so Press. We've got actually some really, f- working on some really fun stuff with Pink Boots. So I'm actually really excited to roll out some new scholarships and some new opportunities. Yep. And for those who don't know, Pink Boots is a society for women in the beer industry. Um, women and, and queer people. Queer people. Yep. And um, in the beer industry, fermentation industry as a yep. whole. So all anyone, fermentation All now. fermentation. You make wine, spirits, kombucha, whatever yeah. you make, you're welcome to come join, come join our conversation. As long as you're dealing with yeasts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so really this kind of rolls us into what we're going to talk about today yeah so our main point of conversation today um is actually inspired by an instagram post from beer and society so spelled just like that if you want to go find it on instagram um really super inspirational people behind beer and society so asa who's also the beer paired life on instagram dr asa dr asa hash amazing like just fucking brilliant she really helped eugenia pull together the cicerones for equity program which we took part in last year yes yeah she's she's amazing yeah very very cool speaks spanish fluently yep just 
super cool um she's a great one to follow but so with beer and society it's all research-based uh the interesting i think that's one of the most interesting things about Mm. that instagram is that it's pulling together a bunch of research and highlighting like hey these this is actually the statistics this is what's going on and i love statistics love some statistics you can't argue with facts exactly so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna read us out the instagram post that has kind of inspired our conversation to for today yep so talking through this and really just open the conversation so that people start talking about it. So I, this is about the gender gap. Sorry, little, little water, a little beer here. Um, all right. So did you know that there's a gender gap in qualification because women are not afforded the same level of skill assumptions? Research shows that women are more likely to invest in their credentials to signal their expertise than men. Between implicit biases that downplays women's capabilities and a higher promotion hurdles set for them, women tend to invest about one and a half years more than men in their skill development to achieve the same status as men. Even when they achieve such a status, they are met with skepticisms, doubts, and abuses on a daily basis. And then, you know, this is really kind of what has opened up the conversation. So what comes to your mind when you read the above research findings? What stories do you have to share around the world? And most importantly, what actions will you take as a beer advocate? Yeah. And so this is really, this has inspired us to talk about this today because I think we feel this one pretty hard sometimes, which has really led us to, you know, I went hard for my Cicerone certification because I felt like I needed to have some sort of accreditation so that when I was standing in front of people as not a brewer, I don't make beer, but that I could stand in front of people and confidently, like that they would believe me and trust me when I said I actually know about beer and look here, I have a badge that can prove this. Yeah. But I, I mean, I work with lots of other, lots of others that work Oops. in the same kind of roles that definitely do not have that and yeah. don't feel they need it either. Yeah, don't feel they need it. I think something really important about that that I just took a note of, so I want to forget. Um, the skill assumptions. Mm. They're, like, women are not afforded the same skill assumptions. And yeah. I think that word assumptions is so, so, so important. Um, Which hits with technical skills a lot. It hits with technical skills. Yeah. Um, not only not afforded the same skill assumptions, but not the same opportunities to learn those skills either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, same thing with the Cicerone and just seeing women all around us. You see, especially in the Cicerones for Equity group, all of those women, like it was a a group of certified Cicerones, advanced Cicerones, trying to bring more um, specifically women of color um, into the Cicerone program. Um, into the beer industry. Into the beer industry. Uh, but to specifically for them to get their certified beer server. And yeah. h- now there's also a movement for them to get their certified Cicerones Huge as well. Huge shout out to Eugenia yeah. for bringing well, this idea to life. Black beer chick. Uh, Follow her on Instagram. Yeah, black beer chick. She's, She's amazing. shaking and moving. She's doing shit. She's like just doing shit. Like <laughs> the way that I wish I could do shit. Yeah. She has just stood She's, up and <sighs> genuinely changed our industry. Yeah. A hundred percent. From one idea, which has, of course, spiked a million other things that she's been doing. But yeah. And she's, she's put things in motion now that have, that are now, like, really, like, she's just, it's like, she's pushed the rock, and now it just has to roll, you know? Yeah. Rock and roll. Um, but that is, it's a conversation that, this is a conversation we really, really need to have. 
um, cause you do see it. There's so many countless examples of women in the industry constantly seeking out higher skill, skill sets and higher qualifications and doing as much as they can to know everything. And yes, still not it's, yeah so why we feel forward you know i feel like i need my advances around my bgcp i feel like i probably need to go get an mba so that i can start to look at more senior positions but i i, I don't get the feeling and the research is showing that men do not feel they need this yeah. they are going for the roles and they're getting the opportunities without the additional education or certification yeah and i've had conversations with countless men like oh would you ever you know get your especially with the cicerone certification and it's like no why would i don't need that why would i get that i don't need it like i'm in the same role as you or like i'm in the same position that maybe i would get that to try to be in and i don't need it clearly yeah and that's so that's just never crossed my mind because all i can ever think about is how many more qualifications i personally need to get further and help others as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I to. think for, you know, I'm looking at this as somebody not in an operational role, mm -hmm. but I just feel like I need to be able to move into more senior levels, crack the ceiling open, mm -hmm. you know, climb the ladder and drop the net so we can start bringing more people in because a lot of it is, it's about representation and having a seat at the table. And I don't, I think especially in Australian craft beer, there aren't enough women in senior positions as the face of beer brands. And it makes it harder to bring more women into drinking beer yeah. because they're still seeing it as a cis white male place. Yeah. And Australia especially has this culture of like, yeah, <laughs> blokes drink beer, women drink wine. Like that is just a hard line in yep. the sand that is such a ridiculous notion and then you know we sit here and we're watching you know international women's day was just over a month ago yeah. from when we're recording this and we <laughs> i like i appreciate this on some levels but also yeah. on international women's day all the breweries every single brewery and pretty much all of them every they, single one they post the picture of all of the women that work in their brewery and they're you know they give them a bit of celebration, a bit of props, but then why, why just one day a year? Why are we only seeing these women one day a year? Yeah. I want to see them every fucking day. Yeah. And I'm not, this is, uh, I, every year on International Women's Day, I think I just felt it more this year. Yeah. It hit really hard this year. I've, and you messaged you know. me that morning and you were like, it was something like happy every brewery post a photo of all the women that work for the brewery day and that's but that's exactly what it is internationally you see that it's like oh look at all look at all these tokens we have like look yeah. at all our and look at all our women just token women that they're sharing it's just the way the posts go up every year yeah. on oh. just on international women's day <sighs> it drives me nuts which i don't know how to because but that's just nice. but that's like, just it it's about understanding that we're represented not just front of house, not just in marketing or yeah. HR or accounting, but across the whole brewery, but understanding the massive part that women play in our industry as a whole, the massive part that basically everyone who can understand that we're not just men that drink beer or that make beer, yeah. and how important that is for the growth of our industry and yeah. innovation and creativity and yeah. just making 
grow just growing the whole industry i think it's just really important that we start to we have to grow the audience and we need to start to see representation at the top so that we can grow the audience yeah and it yeah we almost went off on a tangent there tiff i know sorry <laughs> it's very gonna, easy sometimes we're gonna, we're gonna rain back in rain this back in yep. <laughs> and let's talk about the need to get more accreditation to feel you, that's what you need to move up move it move up move on and this is where i want to hear from every if you're listening to this podcast like shit send us a message let's have the conversation yeah i think it's important that we talk about this and how we can start to this isn't just for women to be the advocates no. for all of us no to start to change things to give people the opportunities yeah to change the projection of their careers the way this industry is moving yeah yep it feels important it i think it's really important because diversifying the industry means having a more creative and well-rounded industry as well and yeah, like I'm means a more that. innovative industry um i i i'm excited for seeing how things change i think we're seeing it a little more in america we're seeing a lot more women-owned breweries opening but mm -hmm. that are also creating the space for more women to join the industry yeah to build it as a career path um but I don't want to just wait for all of us to to break. I, you know, we need some help. Yeah, uh, that's how I feel. Yeah. Well, I think the only way for things to change, excuse me, is to keep having a conversation about it. Yeah, and that's what we're to doing here. bring other people into the conversation, um, and maybe unabashedly at times. Yeah, that's we said we were going to be confronting. So we're, we may be confronting sometimes. Yeah, and that's okay. We're here. Have a conversation. Yeah. Talk back to us. Which um, means it's probably time for a beer. It's t it's definitely time for a beer. Who My beer is glass it is time empty. For a beer? But we have been drinking, just so everyone knows, a yeah. Fontaflora. Um, Fontaflora Hulihi. Hulihi IPA. Um, if you're watching this so on YouTube, it's, a, it's a beautiful little can. It's a brewery in North Carolina, which is where my partner's from. And we've been to Fontaflora. Last time we went back to visit in November 2019, which was like the last time we were able to go to the States, but just really digging their very cool, like Appalachian Wild. Yeah. Stuff, all of it, like all of and it. And there's still, oh, I can't even remember. I know, I know when I, well, before I moved to New Zealand, I did go to North Carolina and visit a few breweries and Fontaflora was one of them that I didn't get to visit, but hoarded a bunch of their beers. It is a bit, they're, it's a bit out of the way. Yeah. They're really, yeah. really good. Um, Nebo, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to take right. a quick break. Yep. And we're going to do gonna, our blind we're tastings. We're going to pour each other's blind tastings yep. because we don't have any guests today. Nope. So two blind tastings. Yep. And we'll figure out how we're going to do this. So we'll be right back. All right. All right. So, in case you can't tell, we're very excited for the blind tasting. Yeah, really excited. All right. So, let's start with yours. I th yours. Mine. Slash yours. Yeah. The one I'm I'm blind tasting. So, normally we will have, well, not normally, because we don't know. We're going to have guests. If yeah. we have a guest. It's the new normal. <laughs> it's the new normal. If we have a guest, they're going to be bringing us a beer that Tiff and I will taste blind together. But since we don't have a guest and Biscuit can't. She doesn't have opposable thumbs. She doesn't have opposable thumbs. and But she is doing her best to pull all the noisy toys out. Yes, she is. Only when we start recording. Um, <laughs> so because Biscuit can't 
do that. Uh, I have brought a beer for Tiff to blind taste, and Tiff has brought a beer for me to blind taste. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get All into right. it. So, so this is the one I brought. I'm only choosing this one to start with because it's literally lighter in color, so I'm making some assumptions, yep. which may or may not be right, but that's the fun of blind tasting. That's so All fun. All right. So um, I'm looking at this. It's like a beautiful copper colored pretty all right clarity um nice little little tiny white head it's got a nice tight foam on it the aroma is it's kind of like it's like bread crust and dried fruit um Tiff, you're mm. so fucking good at this. A little, a little bit of some esters in there. It's nice and a little spicy. So good. I don't think people like listening to us taste things. Like, literally just like sipping and swallowing. Yeah, so. But no, you're not. Si- well, well, do you Is want me? Should I make different noises? <laughs> no more can cracking. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that'll be our, that'll be our new <laughs> shtick. Can cracking. Mm. All right. So it's to me obviously a belgian style interesting oh maybe not oh i love this (laughs) it's got like um the palette the weight on the palette is like still fairly light and it finishes very dry and almost astringent Mm. um but on the palette there's still like a bit of like caramel toffee but like burnt caramel almost Mm. okay i'm gonna ask a question Ask away. Domestic or international? It is domestic. Ooh, okay. On a non-domestic style. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Like All right. Sure, why not? It's a domestic version of a style that did not originate in Australia, which like, like would be like what? Two, there are two official Australian Draft. styles. <laughs> hmm, Australian sparkling pale and Australian... Oh, yeah, sparkling. That's what it is. Pale ale. Right, an Australian pale ale, mm-hmm. which is an American wheat. Ooh, this is this is hard. Do you want a country of origin? I don't know where that voice came from. So it's not a Belgian style. It's not Belgian, no. But you are there. Like you are there. You are getting all the descriptors there. I think there's something that you might be missing. But you're there. You are there. It's a style I have been very obsessed with lately. It's not like a doppelbach. No, it's not clean enough no. on the finish. Nope. Mm. Very classic style. Very classic. Old school. Some like, would say it's a old man beer <laughs> style. Isn't like it an English style? It is an English style. So like an ESB. It is an ESB. Is it? It's not Hargraves Hill ESB. No, no, because we had that. Yeah, last time I picked. Oh, I did pick that. That was the one we had the catfish. It was Hargraves. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You picked me another ES. This is another Australian-made ESB. This is not an obvious ESB. No, this one has significantly more body than I would expect from an ESB. Yep. Um, and some really like that dried fruit malt, and it's got some esters going in there too. N- and not Modern esters you can kind of anticipate though from like the English yeah yeast, but. It is, it is very, it's pretty dry on the finish. It's very enjoyable, but it is very dry on the finish. Like, ah, this would dry. actually be very good with food. Yeah. Shit, I don't even know who else makes an ESB. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, fucking wild. This is what I had in my fridge at home that I forgot at home. And so and I went, so you, oh. and bought it here. Oh. See, and the British styles it. are like, 
we have so few opportunities to taste classic British styles in yeah. Australia that like you give me this and I'm like I'm looking I'm hunting for some more in there yeah it's not there it's just it's an ESP um Victorian oh fuck I don't know no is I don't it not so. it's not Victorian I don't think so I think the South Australia or Western Australia Australia Wow. You don't need to guess the brewery. Like, I'm not even going to try to guess the brewery on the beer oh, that you've given me. No, That's I really guess hard. The okay, well, then guess the brewery. But it's not Victoria. Oh, it. Prancing Pony? No. Mm. All right, I don't know. Tell me what it is. It's Geezer Pleaser from Little Bang. It is South Australian. I had no idea they even made an ESB. Yeah, the can's really oh, cute, too. Go. Definitely um, worth trying. Yeah. Like, it's definitely like an esb pumped up a bit yeah and not i would expect that from little bang yeah Mm, nice i like it i also like that the name's geezer pleaser which is why you said it was for old people yeah but like that's how i feel like i'm on this esb kick like it is the only thing i want to drink right now like can you convince asher to make an esb at stopping we have um we do have a bitter at stomping ground oh yeah i need that it's just in the beer hall we only do it in small batches it's pretty good it's normally quite like like, it has a lot of, like, earthy herbal hop mm. characteristics going on. Um, like tea-like almost? Yeah, like, but like, like pretty, pretty, pretty herbal. Um, it's on right now. So maybe, Tiff, you should just come to Stomping Ground Yeah, because last often. time I, I was there last week and had um, the Juicy IPA that was on. Like, J- uh, it was a Juicy IPA on. I had it. It was very tasty. It was, like, a hot afternoon. Yeah, right. Anyway. All right. Are we ready for the next one? You were there last week and you didn't say hi. Oh, it was that we were on a mission. I was finally ready to donate a whole lot of clothes. I thought it was going to take me a lot longer to find a place to drop all the clothes. And when it happened within the first five minutes, I was like, well, I guess we'll go have a beer. Kill some time. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is way too cold, by the way. Yeah, that's fine. I'll warm it up with my one hand that's not holding the mic. Um, all right, so Tiff has poured me something stouty. It does have a little bit of ruby highlights on the low. Like, if you really put it in the right light, you see maybe a hint of ruby. Maybe I'm hallucinating. I did see a line it's, of ruby. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It has a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful dense tan head. Um, ooh. This was a selfish pick. Funky nose. It's not. The nose isn't exactly what I expected. No, but I mean, there's some like coffee-like notes in there, but there was something coffee, dark chocolate, but there was like, initially when I smelled it, I thought there was like a little bit of funk in it, but now I don't know. Maybe that dissipated. Maybe it's just my hands or me. I did not shower today. I breathed myself. So happy to be sitting close to you. Jokes. I did shower for you today. Uh, So from the nose, from the nose, my guess is that it's a black IPA. Like, that's just from the nose. Ooh, interesting. Because I do think, like, it's really triggering some memories. Oh, yeah, I can see how you would go there. Like, I'm triggered. Um, there's, like, this, like, uh, there's definitely, like, a, like a cascady, hoppy kind of characteristic. Oh. Like, this. <laughs> what? No, I'm just, as I'm, as I'm smelling it now, I'm like, oh, it does have that characteristic. Yeah, it's like this. Like, like it's got cascade and citra in it. It's hoppy and piney. There's like some pine and like some like, uh, like leaning towards. It is too cold though. 
flavor is a little bit different than what I expected. It's mm-hmm. definitely like, it's like pretty full body. Medium dry finish. Man, I think this is just like, I think it's just like a hoppy. I think it's just a hoppy porter. Mm. Think about how it feels in your mouth. Think about how it feels. Does it feel like a porter? It feels wet. Uh, if beer doesn't feel wet in your mouth, I think we're in trouble. Aha. Uh-huh. It is something that's been, like, it's hopped. It's pretty dry. The finish is pretty dry. But, like, more dry than, like, like, finishing on, like, the better dark chocolate. Yeah, I mean. The weight? Like, the does weight, the weight feel like yeah, a porter? I think it's, like, full. But, like, to me sometimes as well, especially if it's an Australian-made stout. Well, it could be an Australian stout then, I guess. Because, like, uh, I think of stouts. Like, my opinion of stouts, I always want stouts to be a lot more, like, rich and viscous and, like, heavier in the body. Like, this isn't quite heavy enough for me in the body. Hmm. But I love Oscar Blues to Infinity. You know, oh. like, I want something that's, like, oil. But that's an imperial stout. Know, and that's so that an imperial, is but even, like, a different style. But if I'm drinking a stout, I do find a lot of porters to be close to stouts mm. in body as well. Like, I, f- I find the line there very thin. I mean, that line is thin. That line is thin even in style guidelines, let alone how it tastes and feels in your mouth. Man, I'm just going to go with this as an American stout then. American stout. You're close. Like, it is, it's so heavily hopped. It is a hoppy version of the style. It's like, but it is a... It's an American porter then. No, No. slightly... You were closer the other direction. But, like, yeast characteristics, I'm not getting heaps of... Yeah, I'm not getting any, like, suspected, like, light, fruity esters that I would kind of want in, like, a more traditional style porter. Is it not a stout? It is a stout. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a hopped really for an extra stout. It's a hopped for an extra. Well, see, okay, so here's what I would expect, though, with a for an extra stout, though, A little right? more, a lot a more fruit. More, a little more fruit, but, like, also a little bit of, like, a tang, the like a little mm. bit of a tinge like a little a little hint of sourness in it whereas this like this is so fucking hoppy like this is dry this is hot finished in the mouth like the but entire back i of actually my find is just, like it comes your mouth a lot i actually find that it has like a really nice body yeah which oh, to me says stout over porter but it is definitely hopped yeah and it's Actually, this isn't even a soup. Oh, uh, no, it's fairly fresh. It's from, like, December. Is it an Australian brewery? It is an Australian brewery. It is? Yeah. It's in an Australian fact, brewery. Hold on. it is recently awarded as the best out in Australia. And I selfishly opened this because I really love to drink it. And it's raining and cold. The best stout in Australia. Yeah. The best stout. Very small brewery. Not, not very small. A small brewery. We don't actually have a lot of it in Victoria. But I still think the body on this is thin enough that it could be a porter. Mm, fair. It's, the alcohol is too high to be a porter. Yeah, I might not get much Is it really hoppy? What hops are in this beer? I need to ask. I forget. <laughs> it's just like coating my tongue. It's great. Like, it's a good time. As you were like, um, oh, it reminds me of Black IPA, and I was swirling it and sniffing it, and I was like, Ooh, this reminds me of like the McKellar black IPAs with like all the big American hops. Yeah. Or like. Which makes a lot of sense because are you ready for me to tell you what it is? Mm. No, you want to go? Come on, guess. Best stout in Australia. It is Australian made for an extra stout and it is definitely on the hoppy side. I have no idea. I really like, I feel like I should know this. I feel like it's somewhere in my no, brain. No, because you've probably never been there. No, but like I looked at the 
awards. I've read yeah, award fair. lists. Fair. I've read them. The can is purple. Did it win best out in Australia at what? Indies. At the Indies. Yeah. That was the last awards we had. The can's purple? Mm-hmm. What? This is not. I know I'm confusing her. This I'm, is good. I'm so lost. So my brain's not going anywhere with this. But you it's a stout. You got there. Yeah. It's all right. Fucking pull the band-aid off. Tell me what it is. It's the Foghorn Sligo Stout. Which we have so little of in Victoria, but when we get it, we all hoard it. I get so excited. It it, because it won best out in Australia at the Indies. Really good. It is very good. good. Like I need to know what hops are in this now because it's gonna drive me. I'll ask Sean because I'm sure that I knew and now I forgot. But it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. It's fun. It's a good time. So maybe, but then maybe that like dry bitterness finish is more from. I I feel like it's hoppy. It is hoppy. And this it's is a good time. Very likely It's American starting hops. to warm up a little bit. Yeah. As it warms up, like, I knew that it was going to change. I knew it was too cold, but I didn't think to take it out earlier. There is like some like, I don't know, maybe like a gentle plum. There's some plum in there. Some gentle plum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as it's warming up, the, the esters are really yeah. starting to become more pronounced, yeah. which is why you would have missed it being yeah. a foreign extra stout. And there is, there is, there is actually that little bit of like sourness in it as well yeah how good that was fun i love this beer i haven't done that in so long i know it's so good it's so fun we should just (gasps) do that every day okay every day every day wrapping up so Lindsay, tiff what are you what have you had in the last few weeks that you've been really excited about drinking or eating either way oh man i mean cheese i'm still on a fucking cheese kick love this um (laughs) i can't stop eating cheese I actually, what have I had that's been really exciting lately? Um, to be honest, this is going to sound, I'm going to, I'm going to, we did for um, the fixation mm, resin, resin fest. fest. Thank you. Um, we did the exact same beer, um, the exact same wort, the oh, exact same fun. hopping regimen with two different yeast strains. Um, so we used an ale yeast, we used USO 5 and 1, and we used um, a lager yeast, uh, 3470 in the other. Um, also, I hope that was 3470. I'm really going to hate myself if I got that wrong. Anyways, the exact same beer, two different yeast strains, I same liked hops. That, that was so really fun. heavily hopped. Um, and I just thought the lager was so fucking good Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it was so beautiful the the hop flavors and aromas it was really like coconutty and tropically and like i did uh, like that is us doing that was one of the most exciting things i think that has happened in a while like it was just really exciting it was exciting to see that come the biotransformation experimentation exploration exploration i really liked that exploration yeah it was fun and everyone who had it was fun everybody or everyone who had it was fun i'm sure they were fun people i don't actually know everyone who had it but everyone who had it seemed to really enjoy it and be like oh i can taste the difference because you could Mm -hmm. you could taste the difference between the two beers um and we ran that through sensory as well and we had our panelists kind of describe the characteristics that they're getting out of both of the beers blind we didn't tell them which one was the ale and which one was the lager and that was super fun as well to like be able to see the different characteristics between the beer yeah blind tastings um that was that was super super fun so i think that 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 biotransformation exploration lager 
I think is one of the best beers. I would crush it right now. We only made 300 liters of no. it. No, make it again. So it's gone. Or have fun. Explore something else. Liked it. Super it fun. Liked it. Um, yeah, so good. So I think that's that's something that's like, hey, this is what I, like beer industry. Let's do more fun shit like this. Let's explore fun ingredients stuff. in that kind of way. Um, Tiff, how about you? Ooh, so we had this awesome shipment of Fontaflora that just came into Australia for the first time. And again, this is like hometown stuff, but we had one called Scupidine, which is made with grapes. And it was just like this beautiful, slightly tart, slightly sour, and it reminded me of eating Concord grapes, which you and I would remember from growing up. They don't really have Concord grapes in Australia, but it was like Concord grape juice. And I really liked it and I reckon there's still a little bit floating around if anyone wanted to grab some and try it but like for me that was just like that's probably the best thing I've had lately and I'm excited about coming up I mean I'm just really excited we're looking at we're like rolling into AIBA judging and good beer week yeah and we have another beer festival like just there's so much coming up that I'm excited for yeah there's a lot happening a tiff's gonna be judging at the AIBAs I'm excited are you also judging in Adelaide still or yes uh it's they've moved it back so I'm also judging the drink easy awards but it's been pushed back till August now because of vintage this year so where vintage fell um yeah, so also brewers, you can still enter the Drink Easy Awards if you're interested in it's it's really kind of about like what is the most delicious beverage. It's not about style guidelines. Which is so, so like fun. that excites me as well. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's so so yeah. Anything else you've got coming up? Excited for? No. Oh. I honestly have nothing. <laughs> Love it. I'm having a hard time planning anything. I haven't even looked at Good Beer Week yet. I'm having a hard time <laughs> planning things into the future. So it's a lot. All yeah. right. Well, um, I think until next time, yeah. let's let's start some more conversations. Let's We've already keep planned out that ceiling. <laughs> We've already started planning out what we'll be talking about over the next few yeah, episodes. So yeah, if you've got some burning questions or want to talk, reach out to us again. Crack the ceiling podcast on Instagram, and we're excited. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thank you. Also, there's I think this video is going to be available online, which oh, might be geez. weird because we, we were, were recording not ourselves it. and we were not paying attention to the video at all. At and all. We've been, I don't know. It's going to be weird. So anyways, yeah, let's keep getting weird. Get weird. Let's have some conversations. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>